welcome to another episode of the Aquatic Mentors podcast. I'm your host, Katrina Van Eyck. And in this episode, I interview an industry professional who has years of experience in the aquatic fields and also volunteering for community organisations. So please extend a big welcome to the podcast for Amanda Ma. Amanda has been teaching swimming since 2002 and during this time she's used her skills to develop her swimmers as well as the staff while working as an aquatics coordinator for the Kingston City Council, Amanda undertook her diploma in business administration and management and used the skills she learnt through the course to, to enhance her role in the council's aquatic centre. While in her role at the Kingston City Council, the Aquatic Centre won the 2009 ARV Swim School of the Year Award. Amanda then moved to coordinate the Vic Swim program with Aquatics and Recreation Victoria. And Vic Swim is a statewide intensive three-week swim program which runs through January and employs a large workforce at one of the busiest times of the year. She now dedicates her time to her roles with the Kingston City Council at their aquatic facility which covers all areas of the aquatic program through customer service to aquatic supervisor and now also mentoring new swimming teachers working at the venue. In 2018, Amanda was awarded the National Oswim Teacher for Access and Inclusion Award, which she holds as one of her biggest achievements. So through today's episode, Amanda shares some insights into her work, as well as her thoughts on swimming in Australia and where she sees swimming moving to in the future. So if you found some great tips or information in Amanda Ma's interview, please share them on our Facebook page, Aquatic Mentors. We'd love to hear more about what you got out of the interview and also if there's anything we can do to improve our interviews or if you know of anyone who would be keen to take part in an interview and share their aquatic journey. Let me know. My email is regionalswimclinics at outlook.com if you wanted to stay anonymous and we can post that on our Facebook page for you at Aquatic Mentors. You'll also find Amanda's contact details listed at the end of the show notes, so if you want to get in contact with her in any way, please feel free to. So let's jump in and find out more about Amanda's journey in swimming. So Amanda, how did you start your journey in swimming? Yeah, so my journey started when I was three Being the third child, my sisters were already involved in swimming, so I sort of slipped into the sport also. I swam competitively at a state level till I was about 16 when I decided it was time I left the sport. I really thank my parents for instilling in my sisters and I the importance of swimming and being safe around water. Mum migrated from Malta, didn't have any access to swimming lessons, and to this day she cannot swim. And my dad had a near drowning experience as a child at a local waterway. So these experiences for them concreted their decision that swimming was a compulsory sport in our household. That's fantastic that they've had those experiences but then turned it into a good thing by getting your children into the pool and experiencing swimming. And you've gone so far to be competitive up until 16 and, and, and state level, you said. That's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Dad was a big driver of that, really pushed for us to, the girls to have the swimming lessons and really be water confident, water safe. And he, yeah, he was the real driver in, the, in it all. Yeah. And you haven't got your mum back in the water to teach you yourself? 
<laughs> uh, look, I've tried a few times and yeah, look, we've got the feed in and, and dibble dabbled, but no, not, no, she hasn't really got into the water. <laughs> we'll have to keep trying on her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. I keep telling her that. Oh, that's fantastic. And that's exactly what we want to see. We, you know, we say that as swim teachers to parents and swim school owners that, you know, if you can't swim into the community, you need to get your kids in to break that cycle. So by your parents doing that, that's actually made a great achievement. We should be using them as spokespeople. Yeah, that's right. So in all of that and in your swimming journey, how did you develop it after competitive, being competitive for so long? And then what was your next step from there? Yeah, so being competitive for so long, I pretty much after that, I just needed a break. Like I was swimming from three all the way up until I was... 16 like I said and and I was swimming competition level at the age of six so I was at a swim academy and yeah I just think I was burnt out to be honest in the end but after leaving school I, I pretty much dabbled into some nannying and I really liked the the focus of working with children but I didn't know if that was going to be a long-term career for me so dad just said to me one day why don't you become a swim teacher and it, it sort of put the light bulb in there and here I am today. Wow, that's perfect. And it sounds like your dad's had a big role in your swimming career and swimming life by getting you in the water and pushing you on and then also getting you to swim teach. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's right. Dad used to drive us to swimming training 4.30 in the mornings and he used to take us twice a day from our house in East Bentley. We'd drive all the way to Dandenong every day, twice a day. Wow. So, yeah, Dad was a, a really big influence. Good work. Good on him. Congratulations, Dad. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so you said that after doing competitive swimming for so long, you felt burnt out. Was that a common thing or do you feel it's a common thing in competitive swimming? And do you have ideas on how we can combat that? Look, I don't think so. I think it was just me mentally at that, that sort of stage in my life I think pretty much I felt that I'd missed out on some of my childhood of playing with the friends down the street because I was training so much look there's probably ways now where we're more alert towards that as an industry and as a sport and understand a lot more with preventing those sort of things happening to our athletes yeah and that's it I think we are getting a bit more on board with starting to learn that stuff and how it works for the body and how our the mind of children works and how they interact and that sort of thing in the sport and making sure they still have a, a balanced life. Yeah, definitely. That's right. We, we have come a long way in terms of our, our knowledge and the way that children need other stimulus in their life. So what's the biggest lesson you've learned in your swimming journey so far? Yeah, look, from a teaching perspective, I think, we learn a lot about ourselves and our own strengths, including the ones we didn't know we had. <laughs> life, is, life is really all about learning. And I'm constantly inspired by the young people that I have taught. They come up with different ways of looking at things and they can challenge the way in which you deliver your lessons. Like every child you teach wants you to see the value in them and help them to be successful. That's amazing. And that's it perfectly right down to the T is... Yeah, just being there with the kids and they challenge us every day. Like we're talking before the 
recording that being in that water shows you so much more about the kids, about your staff, about everything that's happening. And, you know, day to day it can change so much. So it's a definitely a big way that you have to adapt and change with it. Yeah, that's right. And I feel it's my job to find out what makes each student unique and just to help them grow as individuals. That's perfect. Well said. Yeah. I like that. It is. Yep, it is. And that's something I'm wanting to delve a lot more in is to help swim teachers and coaches find that uniqueness in the kids and how to really relate to them more and make it more so that it feels like for the kids that you're talking one-on-one to the kids and communicating one-on-one with them, hoping that in a way it then makes them feel like, you know, they're connected to the sport, their coach, their swim teacher and stay in it for longer. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, we are those role models for those children that, that come and see us each week. So, yeah, definitely um, that's one of the highlights of, of my teaching career. So what has been the highlight of your swimming journey so far? So that's a really tough one for me, to the highlight. To be honest, I find it hard to narrow it down. My journey has probably been full of many highlights. I think personally I get a lot of satisfaction out of seeing the achievements of the children I teach, from the children who are getting their face wet for the first time to children who have become water competent as well. Like seeing these achievements, I think it really allows you to grow and find new ways to deliver your curriculum to a range of learners as well. Yeah, and it just develops you as a teacher. I suppose one of the highlights I, I would have to be, like on a personal level, was receiving the National Teacher of Access and Inclusion from OzSwim in 2018. I was really hopeful you are going to say that because that is an amazing award and you have achieved so much in your lessons to be able to get that award. And I'm, Yeah, congratulations because it's well-deserved. You do absolutely fantastic work on that. It was a good award, definitely something that I'm very proud of. Yeah, and you should be. It's it's a fantastic and well-deserved. And I, I think that's it. It is hard to narrow down those highlights and the little things, just seeing those kids develop and, you know, when they do you get a challenge that they've had and they push through and they achieve that challenge, it just makes such a difference and brightens up anyone's day. Yeah, definitely. And I think, too, seeing a few of the students that I actually taught I'm working alongside now as well which which is absolutely fantastic like you know and for one of my colleagues to just say that he just remembers me as as his teacher and being that fun teacher and and to see him teaching just really just you admire yeah where he's come along as well and that you're his role model wow how amazing is that yeah that's right yeah I've got a few teachers under me now that I'm mentoring and and supporting that, yeah, I taught as participants in the program. So it's great to see. That's fantastic. Congratulations to be able to see that full circle and for them to have been inspired and, you know, come back into the water. That is an achievement. Well done. Thank you. And then also to develop them further by mentoring. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Um, Yeah, no, it's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, I hope they give you good feedback. They'll, they'll yeah. listen to this and then we'll get them on board and they can tell us all about what you did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so 
has there been anyone that's played a big role in your swimming, Jenny? You've spoken about your father and what he's done. Yeah, I've been blessed to have had so many role models from peers to family and friends who have been able to educate, inspire and challenge me as a person. Like initially, my school PE teacher and swimming coach played a big part in my mindset by motivating me to achieve, chase my dreams in the field of swimming. This probably turned into my develop of um, love of the sport. I think as an industry as well, we're just so incredibly lucky to have a wealth of knowledgeable people who you can learn something new from every day, like which increases your toolbox, aquatic toolbox and knowledge as well. That's amazing. And that's it. It is having the wealth of knowledge and using that information to be able to expand what you do and pull on that information because everyone's been through a situation differently. They have that wisdom out there. You know, even if it's the person that's been in swim teaching for six months or a year, you know, they have life experience that they can draw on. So yeah, to be able to use the wisdom from teachers who have been in the industry for longer is fantastic. Yeah, definitely. Like you were saying, everyone's just got a different way and a different approach of how they teach and we can take something for the way that everyone teaches. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I first moved into the industry, I always thought, oh, you know, I haven't got anything to share. I've only been teaching for such a short time. But there is that life experience behind that, you know, you can interpret it how you want into your work. So I think that's great. And also I want to touch on the point that you had with your CE teacher pushing you in the swimming and allowing you to do that. So I think that's fantastic that the school has worked with you in that regards. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He was a big motivator and supporter of me um, in my sporting career. I remember I, he even nominated me in those days for a sporting award and, uh, and there was a write-up in the leader newspaper. And yeah, he, he was just amazing. Mm-hmm. The way that he supported, nurtured my not just swimming career, but also my love of, of sport and PE. It was, it was great. Oh, that's fantastic. And good on him for doing that. So you've got awards coming out of everywhere now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're an achiever from a young age. <laughs> so what advice would you give to a new swim teacher or a you know, coach, grassroots coach coming out into the industry now? Probably the biggest thing is love what you do. Be organised, be creative and fun. Not all students will learn the same way, so be flexible, breathe, enjoy your students' creativity, listen, never stop learning. And finally, probably don't lose sight of the end outcome, like creating water safety students. I mean, that's, that's our real big driving force for the industry. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I would believe would probably be the biggest things that I would take away and as a teacher I think it's important to be surrounded by mentors and supportive peers like to support new swim teachers entering the workplace I developed an internal mentoring program work just to support new staff transitioning into into a career and supporting our current staff who may require that additional development opportunities Wow, that's perfect. You have just said so much in that short time. And it, it, I love everything you've touched on. It's exactly what we need to do. And to be able to develop a mentoring program, that's fantastic. Because, yeah, like we've said before, drawing on that wisdom of people that have been in the industry before, 
it's great to work on to that and then you can learn ways and you know be fun creative and definitely like you said you have to love what you do yeah definitely yep that that that's so right like you've got to be in there for the right reason yeah that's right yeah so for you what does swimming look like in the future i think swimming will look different for a few months even even a few years as we rebuild from the effects of covid at the moment there's still a lot of unknowns around the impacts to the industry you know businesses will need to be strategic and challenge their way of thinking and operating just to ensure we educate the community on the important role swimming and water safety plays in teaching children's skills in the prevention of drowning. Yeah, and that's it. We have to get back to the core of the business and think of new ways to do it because jumping in as we did and having castles may not fit it now with, you know, COVID restrictions. So that challenge of thinking of new ways is exactly what we need, but I think that's just also needs to be a standard in aquatics. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's always something that we should achieve for because like we've said throughout this podcast that every kid's different, every adult's different that we teach as well. So, you know, challenging ourselves and challenging the kids and the, the, the people in the water is also a really big part of it as well. Yeah, that's right. So how do you think, and I'd love to get your ideas on this, as an individual, as an industry, we can promote and develop our Learn to Swim and competitive programs to encourage more participants, but doing it with less funding? Yeah, I think we can further develop the sport by providing our high-quality programming, by looking at innovative ways that we can grow the sport, ensuring that our programming is progressive, educational on all fronts, maybe in the way that we're currently programming, looking at that. Do we run sessions that way, the way that we always have? Will online become a new tool for the industry? Just as industry and aquatic professionals, we need to ensure we advocate and educate the community on our water safety messaging, reinforcing the important life skills the sport provides and that drowning prevention. I think that's a really big one with developing the sport. Like I think if we can promote that to the parents and get their understanding and and educate them on how important it really is swimming. And it's not, it shouldn't just be seen as a sport. It's actually a life skill that we're teaching. And I think that's where we stand as a sport, a little bit different to, to our other activities. And I think if we can get that messaging across of the importance, I think we're doing the right things for the industry. Yeah. And that's it. We do stand out from other sports because we are a life skill And then from that, you can develop it. It's also such a big thing for health. And it's all ages. It's not just young kids coming through to, you know, your childhood and your teenage years. It can be adults. It can be older adults doing fitness and that sort of water aerobic side. And even young ones doing water aerobics and aqua fitness. There's so much diversity in it that I think we stand out as an industry and we need to be able to educate families, like you said, and just promote it and push that anyone can get involved in swimming. Yeah, that's right. We need to establish just that purposeful fundamentals, you know, to build a physical pursuit just of the love of the sport, really. And I think if we can educate people of our love that we have for the sport, I think we're going a long way in in getting people on board. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, it is about spreading the love and, and showing that it, it's a a fun job to do it's not restrictive 
And it's also quite a unique experience as well. Yeah, definitely. That's right. Well, you have come up with some absolutely fantastic comments there and people are going to get so much out of this. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? I would probably say just enjoy what we do as teachers. Let's just enjoy what we do. Let's keep that messaging going, our water safety messaging, supporting the industry with the road that we've got ahead, like just being proactive, advocating as much as we can and just providing those diverse programs that will entice people back to the industry. Yeah, I love that. And that's it. It's really hard. Like in the, in the sport of swimming, like we are very traditional still. We're very stock standard of, of the way that we teach. And, and I mean, this has been a really big thing, like even for our own workplace and it's being able to set yourself apart. And I find that we do, we just go down that whole narrow of, okay, here's our 30 minute lesson. Let's do this. Let's. And I think a lot of parents find that it's very repetitive. The sport's very repetitive. They'll come to a swimming lesson and unless you're challenging and changing the way that the kids are learning, parents will just get bored of it. And, and they will see that for, oh, they're doing the same thing week in, week out. So I think really we've just got to be really strategic in how we, how we approach it. We don't want parents to see it as, oh, yeah, they're doing the same thing each week. So really, is it value for money? We really got to really reinstate that important sort of side of swimming lessons. Yeah, and that's it. That's exactly it. It's so well said. The perception of swimming can be totally different to what it's like actually in the water. We need to educate, but we also, you know, it's about doing the same thing differently. I understand we've got to teach our kids how to kick or how to float or how, you know, do their arms in different strokes. But it's about changing that activity each time. So you're teaching the same thing, but in a different way. It brings it, makes it interesting, makes it fun. And also for the parents sitting on the sidelines, they can actually see that the kid's engaged and enjoying it and not just a blank stare. Whereas if they're out playing soccer or footy, you know, they're having fun and laughing. That's right. And look, in those sports, you're going to see a little bit more of that achievement sort of side of it, that winning sort of side of it, because they are group sort of sports. Swimming, look, is, a, is really an individual sport, like when you get to the competitive sort of side of it. So look, that sometimes has its challenges, I suppose, where people want to put their children in sports that are group sort of based environment. Yeah, yeah. I, I found it interesting. I was speaking to a mum who here locally who put her kids in swimming because with team sport they played netball and they found that sport to be quite full-on and because it's a team environment you've got to be able to put the best team forward and if you have someone who's lagging behind or not so good as others you know family gets involved and it just becomes a big saga whereas swimming they're doing their own pbs yes they're trying to race a person next door and they're trying to get better in the next lane but they're also trying to beat their own pb so it's about teaching them to compete against themselves and improve themselves is the way that she looked at it for her kids really like that point of view it was another way to look on it being a you know a single person sport compared to a team but it also you can have a team in a swim club it's up to the swim club and the coach to bring that team environment in the swim club and that can also then support those single swimmers. Yeah, definitely. No, that's definitely right. Well, I love that. 
I think this has been one of the fastest episodes I've had, but again, <laughs> so much information's come out of it and out of your knowledge and your understanding of the sport and learn to swim. Thank you so much for being on board and sharing this. I think you're absolutely fantastic. Thank you. Thanks a lot. And it's been great.